0: Welcome to Movie of the Year, the only podcast that has the science and the screaming to determine what the best movie is of any given year. Some podcasts, they're all about the science. Beakers going in pipettes, and there's bubbling, and there's mercury rising. You know, science. (laughs) Other podcasts, screaming. Nothing but the thousands of souls filled with hell. Hell probably has millions of souls. Millions of souls of hell just screaming and barfing their opinions about (laughs) movies but we mix the best of both a dash of science a sprinkler of screaming Mm. and we give you movie of the year i'm your host for the final night and by final night mean the next three weeks mike (laughs) gravano and it has been a pleasure to walk through just the gross but surprisingly good movies era that was 2002 with me is uh he won last week is my best friend, so I think that means he wins the whole season of Movie of the Year. It's Greg.
1: Hell yeah! If you're gonna win just one episode, which I, it's not quite what I did, but almost all I did in 2002, let it be the last one because then you have best friend rights for all of the so off well.
2: season. I will win tonight. You
1: get well. You you can't.
2: I will win tonight. Only a movie can uh, win. Uh, what if I'm elected Movie of the Year 2002?
0: Ooh, that would. Be oh exciting. shit! You know what? what? I like that kind of bold, outside of the box thinking.
2: Wait, you like it?
0: I do. Okay. Oh. Yeah, I just—I thought, thought we yeah, had sound you know, for that. <laughs> Thank you for reminding me. <laughs> this is the last night I get to use the drop pad. Some would say or,
1: that you actually don't so. get to this night, but yeah. <laughs> it looks like you just jumped out there.
2: I will let. The I adi- don't say that. i, d- I don't want to like blow our wad. Sorry. Let's shoot. Please our, don't
1: blow sh- our collective wad, Ryan. I don't want
2: to shoot our jism, but um, after these three shows, we have a new host and. Whoever that is, just won't do, won't abuse the drop pad board, folks. Of course, I promise you. Of
1: course. Did I never. abuse it?
2: <gasps> Mikey likes. Are you shitting me? Do you know how annoying that is? Mikey loves.
1: Is it Mikey likes because he wanted the Mikey loves one so bad, right?
0: <laughs> Should I just go through? Should this intro just be me going through all my favorites that I've done in a while?
1: What does the drop pad Ooh, mean wow. to you? <laughs> 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 when you think of the drop pad. What do you think of first?
2: I wonder if Mike, you accidentally stumbled on a good point, which is (laughs) is it true that the grosser the year is? And O two was just disgusting from fashion to politics to buildings falling over, it was disgusting. The better the movies are.
0: Yeah, I think an inverse relationship.
2: Or Uh, wait, or our movie's always good. We can always find eight to sixteen great movies to talk about, and that means every year is disgusting. It's the yes,
1: times I, that get bad, Ryan, not the movies.
0: Yeah, that's, the the, I think that that's the real lesson of this whole series is every year is a great fucking year for movies, man. Again, if you only
1: watch shit. 8 to 16 of them. Right. Yes. if you because y- Normal you, people do. If you get off the beaten path even a little bit in some of these years, it gets so bad so quickly.
2: Most people you talk to were like, man, movies suck now, huh? What have you seen? I watched one Hallmark Christmas movie last year. Yeah. It was
1: fucking, they're all bad. If you only watch the schlock, then you're missing everything that Hollywood has to offer.
2: If you only watch the schlock, you can't touch the cock, is what Greg is trying to say.
0: Honestly. That is a good rule, Greg. As a
1: general rule,
0: don't touch the cock. <laughs> All right? I do like schlock, though. I think schlock is even better than like, the, the middle ground, the muddy bullshit. What, how in general? So, year in review, 2002. Did you say year in review? Year in review. Number is, one for me, Mike. Should I go to the doctor?
1: That's bright orange. That's, I think, pretty good, right? It should be a shade of orange.
0: A deeper shade of orange.
2: What? Man, did you, you see me. how long he looks at that, that board? I know. <laughs> it's like five minutes D- Is today. there? Does the drop pad have a button that's just like, <laughs> you're in review? <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> I, I, j- I j- looked. <laughs> Maybe. But no, how does 2002 t- compare to other previous years we've done?
2: Well, disclaimer, obviously, a little unfair, because uh, we more than doubled. Um yeah. or I guess it just doubled the amount of movies that we saw. Um but I would say that like trying to go through the no stinkeroos. The closest to a stinkaroo may be the one directed by our greatest living filmmaker, um, which wasn't even in the bracket to begin with. Um I th- I think that this year
1: The Big Singeroos Gang is in New York. Yeah, yeah.
2: That's the closest yeah. one, I think. It's not a zero star movie, but it's no um it's like a half. It's like a, it's a one and a half star movie, um, but I do have to say, by being in the company of the kinds of movies we generally talk about
1: on this show, we were that's as, that's almost as bad as, as we have watched yeah. for this show.
2: <laughs> yeah, it, like I I think that what we're going to find as we go through them all, because you know the reason why this is going to be three episodes is because we're hitting them all tonight. Um, that this is one of, if not the very last gasps of the studio system caring about making quality movies. And you know, it was all mm-hmm. for Oscar grabs, it was all for awards and just, and also because quality movies were successful in theaters back then. But right. we're right at about the time where you know what fuck it franchises. That's IP or die. Yeah, IP or die is fine. And you know what? Because if we're gonna make a urine
1: right <laughs> yeah IP, IP because urine. if you don't okay. pee you will die. Yeah.
0: Yeah, that's kidney stones for days.
2: That's I mean that's a clear urine review. But and I, go,
0: Mike. I, I wonder when the last, it, it, I think it's very connected to right before I appear die. die, um, when celebrities mattered, when yes. above the title, who's in it mattered. I had a friend recently, we were going to see Fast X, he's like, yeah, it's going to do so good because Jason is in it. Uh. I was like, what year do you fucking think <laughs> we're in? And who is that- his friend? Because did you say that, Greg?
1: I did not say and that. And I did not no. say that. So who the fuck are you hanging out with?
0: i make up friends for stories, okay? Don't <laughs> vote my spot.
1: But wasn't Jason Momoa like the best part of that movie? He w- Yeah, he was great. So wasn't and your I friend kind of smart then?
0: Was your friend Jason I Momoa?
2: Saying, I, hey, it buddy, was.
0: we gotta go, we gotta go watch Jay this Mom's. movie I'm in. Sorry. Do you regret telling the story? I'm not saying he wasn't the best part of the movie. I'm saying nobody goes, oh, Momoa's in this one? Oh, I haven't okay. seen the last nine, but I'm going. I'm going
1: to check this out for Jason Momoa. It's why I watched Aquaman, and I felt pretty good about that.
0: Mama how is that not in
1: the drop pad? <laughs> I love how Aquaman features that scene where he he dons the costume and then he's like, "This uh-huh. is stupid." Why well, you put it in the movie, fuckers?
0: <laughs> yeah, why would you call back to one of the worst parts of X Men two thousand movie? But we, uh, oh, you want to see us in comic accurate? That's not what we're here to talk about.
1: We have focused on two thousand and two for this entire season, and I think we are the experts in it now.
2: Yeah, I mean yes. for sure. We weren't alive then. We were obviously. Not too born young. Yet. We're yeah. too young and we fresh. were too young to be born then. Yeah, sorry everybody. <laughs> uh, but I feel like that we have gone and done it better than anybody who was around. Uh, real quick trivia. Um, trivia. 2023 movies. What is the highest? And this is this doesn't even count because it's a remake of a former movie, but nobody cares about that. What is the highest-grossing movie of the year? That's just like here's the star in it. Will you come see it? For
1: 2023.
2: Yes.
0: Uh, Antonio Banderas.
2: Puss and Boots. In
0: Puss and Boots, the last wish. <laughs> That's
2: fucking. Do you know what IP means? That's the second Puss and Boots movie. Who was the st- uh, in the Shrek movies, bro? Oh, you
0: said in a not IP movie. Yes. I didn't listen to a lot of what you're saying.
2: What? Uh, Tom Hanks. Give you that hint.
0: A man named Otto.
2: A man called Otto is the number one movie <laughs> of star is in this. Come see it. Dang. Right?
0: I
1: thought that was a straight to Apple Plus. Isn't it? Isn't that one of the sweets of straight-to-Apple Plus movies?
2: No, that was in the theaters, and it did oh, okay. Wow. It made $60 million, which is a tremendous flop five years ago. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I believe the sequel comes out this weekend, A Man Called Autobots, War of the Beasts. D- Mike, you it's don't have to get points this week. Look at him. I know. I <laughs> Look at him and puzzling and out where thing. it is on the screen.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Let's see. Somewhere in this area, I think.
0: Well... I think we've talked about 2002 enough in the general sense.
2: Oh, uh, do you guys want to know the... Because we're giving away the Moody's tonight. Moody's. Do you want to know the By the Numbers? Yes. Does that give away too much?
0: No. I think
1: it's good. I think it it whets the appetite. I think you need to give away a little bit.
2: Okay. Uh, Show
0: some leg,
1: Ryan.
2: Two movies were nominated for zero Moody's tonight. Oh, wow. Two of the 18...
0: 18?
2: Yeah. Oh, yeah, we did bonus shows. God damn it. Long season. 16 movies. Why not do a couple bonus shows? <laughs> Throw those right on top. Uh, does anybody know what they are? Uh, that they Halloween received- Resurrection. No nominations? No nominations.
0: Am I right? What'd you That's say? I'm sorry. Halloween Resurrection.
2: Oh, shit. Insomnia. We did 19 movies. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm not wrong that it got no nominations. <laughs> three movies received zero nominations. Halloween Resurrection is one of them. Is Insomnia, Insomnia one of got them? Insomnia got, got a bunch.
0: Gangs of New York.
2: Gangs of New York. And this one isn't fair. It's just too fucking weird to get nominated for anything. Talk to her. No. Talk to her has three nominations Yeah, tonight. like actor, supporting actor, Boy. I'm sure.
0: It's too weird. What weird movies did we watch, Greg? Spider Man. The that weird ones weird. were
1: some of the ones that we liked the most.
2: Uh, uh, Chicago. Nine nominations tonight. Both. Yeah,
1: yeah. I was gonna say. Well, all the, the music ones. got it right that
2: year. Adaptation five nominations. Russian Ark zero nominations. Oh,
0: okay. Oh. Yeah.
2: What well, I mean, what are we gonna do?
0: I mean, what are we gonna do?
1: Could have been bigger shithead, because yeah. that European is like an all-time great
0: shithead. Best wonner. Did we get rid of that best this year? Best one yeah. That what really a, worked what bad <laughs>
1: timing.
2: Oh, that was handed out in an award ceremony last week, on televised
0: oh,
1: It the had 2Ds? the chance the to Techno- win Moody's yeah. for best musical number. It did. But it, Chicago probably swept that category for nominations. It did.
0: Yeah, so I mean, they did them good. Well, Ryan, yeah. thank you for showing us that ankle, giving a little tease, and now, let's start wrapping up what one of our listeners over on Patreon called 8 years of 2010 <laughs> when we come back the first battle
2: hey guys thank you so much for listening so far and let me just tell you that everything ahead of this commercial is much better than what came before it that's my guarantee while I have you here let me tell you about a website it's called yourpopfilter.com and it's everything you need that's related to pop filter. everything Mike, everything Ryan, everything Greg everything Cassie Everything is there at YourPotFilter.com. While you're there, go to YourPotFilter.com slash Amazon. Make that your new Amazon bookmark and do your shopping from there. That way we get a little piece of the action and Amazon doesn't. Make sure you're also listening to everything that Pop Filter has to offer, which includes the Superhero Show Show, a podcast that covers every single TV show that's based on a comic book or comic book property, and Movie of the Year where we sit down and try and figure out what is the single greatest movie of any given year. That's Superhero Show Show. That's Movie of the Year. And that's yourpopfilter.com. Rate, subscribe, review. Bye.
0: Taste buds, let's dive right in and make it hurt. Round one, battle one, is your number one seed, Spider-Man. Oh! Wait, hold on. Give me the other one. Yeah, I'll give me the other one first. Versus your 17th seed, the Borny Identity. Oh,
1: God. This, act, to me, is actually kind of easy. This is one of those where they line up very effectively, both being action movies. Yeah, it's um, fun. Yeah.
2: Starting boy-faced gentlemen.
1: And, I mean, that probably changed cinema from that point. Well, yeah. both these
2: movies did. Going forward, wow. yeah. And you can't even get a point for that. I can't. Why don't,
0: why don't we get a baby born? Like Tom Holland's the baby Peter Parker. We should definitely have a baby face, like that baby, Bjorn. baby Bjorn, a Bjorn, where he's like a little secret agent, but and he's like on the chest of an adult it
1: secret agent. But I don't mean yeah, don't mean
0: the boss baby.
1: No, he's I don't mean boss baby. I don't mean the spy kids. I don't mean Krang uh, from You mean a new Ninja original Ninja
2: idea that we're a having right now. Idea, a new original idea, a
1: completely killing. new thing or not that scene from Hobbs versus Shaw where this exact same thing happens but no. close to that scene. But a lot like that. The Very the similar closest, to that. I but know. in there the baby has a gun. And where I think that's something that they they didn't do enough in that They one. did not
0: do. It was mostly still Jason Statham.
2: It's it's a gun that still has like the string tied to it where yes. it you shoot but it's a bull, it's a full on bullet. It's Uh, just, it doesn't, like, it falls down once you shoot it.
1: I am so glad we watched and did a show about. Uh oh, here we go, Mike. The Born Identity. (laughs) No, Uh, yeah. it, It was exciting, and it was fun to talk about the effects it had on action movies. Namely, that it, like, made the spy thriller kind of smart again while not giving up the action. I didn't love right. some of the some of the fights because I thought that they were filmed a little frenetically, and so I felt like it was harder to like appreciate the blocking of the fight or something right. like that. But or, the fact that like the fighting kind of looked more real, like it, it, uh, the gunplay looked like what people who know about guns might actually do, and then he still occasionally like jumped out a window
2: or flipped it around and shot with his pinky.
1: Yeah, the pinky shot.
2: <laughs> you, you know what the movie also taught us and. I'm gonna let the whole audience know. We could have talked about this in the actual show. That was eight years ago. So yes. I'm sorry if we repeat anything. But the movie also, I think, was uh, instrumental in the whole. Uh oh, these guys in suits are saying a lot of plot. You don't need to listen. Yeah, just, just yeah. wait for them to be done, and like they'll get back to an action scene soon. And I'm not even saying like, I'm, I'm not saying like you can second screen this. I'm just saying that like a lot of that is in there for flair. It's not right. as important as you might think.
1: Also, like, somebody at some point said, Imagine goodwill hunting, but then every time he's talking about something smart that he knows about, that thing is like tactics and how to escape from something and and like forgot about Sin (laughs) Shu. So like that was a very smart revelation and it carried that series for multiple movies. And I think now like we or we talked about this on the show, but like we owe the Mission Impossible franchise to this.
2: Also, did we officially determine on the last episode Which was about Catch me if you can That we are Damon heads over Leonites. Yeah, yeah we're, we're Damon boys Demon. for sure Okay so And yeah I think this movie Is a big part of that I don't know if he has guys I, I would
0: put us on a That's a rare island I think You think so?
2: Damon I over Leo?
0: So. The, the way the world talks About Leo all of the time
2: That's just because they want to Bone his little butt
0: <laughs> I'd still rather bone Damon's little butt
2: Um, That job looks
0: like it puts in the
2: work Leo Leo never tried to sell us crypto by the way
0: Okay that's pretty good though
1: Farts Uh, Gotta buy this crypto It's wicked awesome
2: Let's not forget that um, This is really going to be our only chance to talk about either movie Now that Because brackets fly by Um, So Are we First of all this is not Spider-Man across the universe No
0: Which is what we want to be talking
2: about This is Spider-Man no colon Spider-Man, yeah. no Sp- colon, which you How know would
0: poop? kill <laughs> you, but he was bitten by a spider. Famously don't have colons, those spiders.
2: Um, yeah, I, Like in a lot of ways, even though this movie came out after X-Men, this is the movie that, for better or worse, put us in the position that we're in now. Um, and I still think that Spider-Man 2 is the superior film. Yes, but mm-hmm. the I, superior Spider-Man. I'm not. <laughs> oh, shit. Doctor Arts. Oh, I wish I could get good points. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm not super nervous about the three of us being comic book reading dorks by making by moving Spider Man on. It is I don't know, the better, more interesting it's, film in a lot of ways.
0: And it's Dork shit v dork shit. Come on, bros. And yeah. I mean I'm talking to some of our listeners, our bro-y, backward hat beer guzzling listeners. It might be like uh, that. Spy thrillers are nerd shit. Yeah.
1: It may be like older nerd shit. So it's like kids' nerd shit versus old Dad man. Nerd old shit. Shit.
0: Yes. And and talk about what born identity it's not just for cinema if there is any spy craft it's I, i've recently i've hit the age where i'm yeah. guzzling anything related to spies yeah. and uh, i just did the night agent on netflix which is not a good show you don't have to watch it unless you also just need that methadone uh and so much of this property owes everything yeah. to matt damon including like the stupid like square haircut and like now i'm hiding <laughs> nobody knows
2: what to believe uh slow horses mike you started rocking that?
0: I have not. There's, I think you've told me that I need to rock those slow horses. There's a
2: point, or that's with Gary Oldman and then the old man with Jeff Bridges. There's a point where children put away their childish things, books about dragons, <sighs> and pick up much more adult things. And like, there's so many dudes who are just like, finish this spy novel, where's my next spy novel? And they just open it up immediately.
0: Yes, it's. Uh, I'm pretty sick of dragon books, Ryan, and I don't care how formulaic spied novels are. I'm not sick of them. I'm always like, oh, there's that, there's that twist.
1: You know what I like? I like historical fiction. I'm getting into now historical fiction uh, that like might have dragons in it if it were
2: mm. just regular fiction. Oh, wait, like if a dragon was on the south in the civil war is yeah. like what they have won
0: <laughs> well like i, I'm, I, I do declare <laughs> i'm just i'm no fancy city dragon i'm reading
1: uh wolf hall which is about like henry the eighth and so much of it is like with these houses moving against each other and it's like man this is almost like uh game of thrones except nobody has a
2: dragon <laughs> oh okay so without the fantasy is what you're saying
1: yeah, like yeah, like that is still about like the the like feudal ish system. intrigue and intriguing. yeah, and one king, and then you know his privy council. And That's cool, but like I that. like my
2: idea better. Dragon in the civil war, Greg. Yeah. That's right. That shit. Well, I right think right they
1: would have right. fought. They would have fought for the north. I think well, we can. The, uh, Dragons are racist. Metallic.
0: As the metallic dragons would have fought them. Yeah, world. but the
1: chromatic we all know dragons the chromatic would have been <laughs> Yeah, for sound. sure. For sure. All right, shut it down. And then
0: the black dragons would be like, well, I'm torn. Right? I feel torn, dude. <laughs> I'm Probably chromatic, but, Brulia, I but I'm torn here, man. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's clearly time to vote. Uh, Greg, I think you called it, but uh, we have to make it official and legal. So, Greg. Spider-Man. Yes. Ryan.
2: I don't, think, I don't think it's a slam dunk. I think this is very close. I really enjoyed both movies, but... Maybe it is. We just are who we are, Spider Man.
0: Yeah, I concur. Well, that is the first battle, and it feels good. It's good just to get the first one on. out of the way. Yeah. Let's, you know what? Let's just roll into the second one then. Just keep going. Just Why not? Why would we just take Do a break? another battle. This is a very different kind of battle. Your 40th seed, <laughs> which is not the lowest seed in the bracket. Oh, spicy. Talk to her. Versus your 24th seed, Insomnia. Okay. Should I we're start? Talk, we're talking films now, These man. are films. And, and this is, Ryan, I'll let you start in a second. But this is one of my favorite directors, uh, Pedro Motivar, versus a guy I hate to give compliments to, Christopher Nolan. But gosh darn it, did I like Insomnia. Ryan, take it away.
2: Wait, you were supposed to have a little, like... Pithy taste bud questions for each of these, so I'll let you start. Yeah, hit us I, with a question, you, Mike, and then you,
1: and then we'll get going.
0: I just did that. Wh-
1: what did you say, Which start- Which one of these two movies is keeping you awake, Ryan? <laughs> I, I thank said, you, Greg, for away. hosting the show.
0: I don't. I don't like getting razzed just because I don't. You can't earn points that you suddenly you're. you're yeah, giving your Your air is over, <laughs> homie. No on, yeah. on air notes.
2: Your, your day is over, brother.
0: <laughs> Mikey does not like. <laughs> it's
1: a new day.
2: Uh, I've been a long defender of insomnia because it, I, I remember there was a time where I thought Christopher Nolan was good at telling stories and, you know, out the gate with Memento. And then this was like this was the follow up, right? Like yeah. Hollywood was like, here's some money. Yeah. Um, It all went to shit after that. And when <laughs> I mean, that went to shit, but like, you know, like he started. Uh, not seeing the forest for the trees to use a phrase. I don't really understand. He like the storytelling sort of fell apart for the benefit of the set pieces or the ideas that he really want his characters to literally just say out loud.
0: He started thinking he was, this is very clear. He started thinking he was smarter than his audience. And I think that condescension and pretension comes out in his movies.
2: Right. Uh, And yeah, every movie of his has him as a character at a certain point where he's just saying like, you stupid idiots. How come nonsense. nobody gets how
1: awesome my thoughts are? <laughs> could, could I say about these two movies, though, they are, this is like kind of kismet that they are aligned like this. It's both They're both about two bad men, one mm-hmm. of them who you think is the real bad man, and the other one who you're like, well, he's just kind of going along with it. But by the end, you're like, no, both of these men are equally bad, and I just think all men are, <laughs> as well. Like the but, dichotomy is set up early on that there's a good and a bad, and then they kind of just slide towards each other.
2: Which, yeah. like, they may not in the movie. All four gentlemen may not deserve the same amount of jail time if all of their cases went to court, but in the court of our well, approval, our opinion. yeah, <laughs> fuck them.
0: But hashtag I, yes, all men.
1: It's interesting what we see with the number forty seating of talk to her is something that this show is always contending with which is i'll make the claim here talk to her is the best movie we saw in 2002 but it's not best movie of the year it's movie of the year right and did it capture 2002 were people talking about it if you say to somebody on the street like at some point we always have to say like we have to tell people what the movie of the year was do we feel like we can stand behind number 40 seated talk to her and that our our reason for that is it was the best movie of the year
0: well yeah i think it depends because then you get to hopefully not a douchey gatekeeping movie fan kind of way but like gush about this film and why they need to watch it and talk to her does have some like hey content warning like here's like here's what you're gonna get a little man goes
1: into a vagina i mean it's true (laughs) You know, you're gonna see that. You're gonna see a little man running all over a naked lady. That's
2: a little man goes into a vagina. Is not the start of Greg telling a joke. That's the whole. <laughs> that's that's it. That is straight up what happens. And, and it's it, it's my origin story in reverse. I think the talk to her was <laughs> my come and see in that little like little scene, little talked about movie that I really wanted to push through mm. uh, to the bracket. I think that's the one that I really wanted for this season, and the journey was incredible because. Y- it's not It's not like you guys had to take convincing because of who the director is, right? So you guys were like, oh, fuck yeah, 40 seed, we don't care, Like, let's move that in. But then watching it, I was like, ooh, boy, uh, what is this conversation going to be like? And I was prepped, I was ready to like defend it, and then I think in that episode, all three of us got to the point where we were like, movies are tough, movies are challenging, this shouldn't just be outright banned, you know?
0: No, yeah, and that's, I mean, if you're getting out of Motivar, he's going to make you uncomfortable. Good. Yeah. We don't want fucking fluff all the time. It, I don't want to watch the Great British That's Bake weird. Off the movie for this show. Okay. Oh fuck you! Okay. Hold on, Calm you
2: would down. absolutely watch that, and you would do an entire series of podcasts. We don't
1: need it. to just send strays at the <laughs> Great British Bake Off.
0: I, I'm, you, it, I'm not, I, I'm, I'm not dissing that it exists. I'm just saying a thing. You're just like, I just want to be wrapped in a warm yes. blanket. That's not what this show is for. Yeah, is,
1: is the is the problem about Talk to Her that it doesn't render enough of a judgment about its subject yeah, matter? I, yeah, I think
2: that like even though the the, the per, i don't know That's should we show. go into detail about what the movie's about or is that just go you listen show. to go listen to the show <laughs> you it's can know do a
0: little detail right
2: iTunes it. may have pulled it down because it's been out for so long but um it's about two guys who um become friends over the fact that they're always in the hospital because the person they love is in a coma one guy uh was in love with the bullfighter for a very short amount of time like yeah it, he doesn't need to be there and she is in a coma, and then next door is the nurse of a lady who's in a coma, who falls She's, in love with that lady. And the
1: bullfighter is yes, like she basically is in a long-term relationship with somebody else, and this guy yeah. that is with her now it represents like a slight departure from that relationship. <laughs> like he was yeah. just the guy that happened to be not broken up with yet when she went into her coma.
2: And you can use, you could edit a preview out of the way Almodovar shoots this movie, that is so romantic. Like, it makes it feel mm-hmm. like such a gorgeous, sweeping, epic, tiny, a tiny epic, if you will, uh, about these men and how dedicated they are to these women. Yes. And then you watch the movie, and that is how Almodovar shoots it. But he's like, what if I shot it like that, but I showed you what men would actually do in this situation, which is rape and pillage and life for each other.
0: And, and that's why the...
2: And is call it caring.
0: Right. Yeah. Is it... The, the the question you guys said a second ago is it is it bad that the movie doesn't put more judgment on them? I don't know. I don't need a morality play. Like Yeah. If you but walk some away people from do, that though, that's and being like, thing. how does a Motivar feel about this? We know, as the viewer bring the judgment to it. Like yeah. like
1: like this, this is what like I'm gonna I've definitely become one of these guys who has seen like eight European movies and it's like, this is what's so good about European <laughs> cinema. But like what I find Fascinating about these European movies is like they leave so much of the work up to you, and that becomes a very interesting proposition where you have to sit with the movie and you have to decide all the things that the movie doesn't tell you with voiceover or with a title card. You have to decide on your own. And with this movie, part of it is like you bring the moral judgments because the film just lays out what's going on in a very straightforward and uncomfortable way.
2: And if you jump to the conclusion that this movie sucks, this movie's awful and it's bad for humanity because of what it's depicting then I think that you might be just trying to avoid thinking at all.
0: Yeah, go back to kindergarten. <laughs> oh, uh, you
2: little baby. You go back to s- kindergarten, you little baby.
0: Similarly, Insomnia...
2: Oh, yeah, that was the other one.
0: T- ...tells a story about cops are heroes. They don't do things wrong. Just killers who are pedophilic do things wrong, right? Cops can't do things wrong. But this movie says, maybe... Wait, hang on there, Jack. Do wrong. This movie says...
2: <laughs> uh, Christopher Nolan showed... In this movie, more than anything else, more than making a tense thriller with a couple of great set pieces that he could tame America's two wildest actors and make them talk normal every great once in ass. a while. <laughs> oh. Oh.
0: Great ass! <laughs> <laughs> Marry me with my, my...
2: And that was Robin Williams' catchphrase. <laughs> <sketch laughs> page. <laughs> oh. Marry but, me with my buddy. But,
1: you know, it, it. I think they're the same impulse that says the movie should maybe judge the men more in uh talk to her is the same impulse that says we should have heroes and that mm. we should care about those heroes and it is that self-mythologizing that al pacino's character undergoes in right. insomnia that like is the problem and so it's, it's weird because both movies are kind of making the same sort of commentary which is if you need these like external forms Of validation, that's where the problem sort of like seeps in.
2: Yeah, you need everybody to think of you as a good person, and you will do bad, bad things, and you will enlist your friends to help you in order to keep the reputation of being a good person. Yeah, instead of just like maybe don't do bad things. That never.
0: And you'll initiate. We're all going to do some bad things, and And I mean like very bad things, (laughs) like sneak into the movie. Very bad things. (laughs) And you will
1: sort of as part of being a bad person you will initiate younger people into the dark arts of bad mm. persondom uh, and that's really what his problem is is that Alpacino's character is constantly trying to get Hillary Swank's character like okay time to like become a dirty cop cop right. with me now and the tension of the movie becomes like is she going to do this or is she going to not need to be a hero and instead just like deal with the reality which is that you know your hero is has feet of clay basically
2: yeah, so the more gross. we talk about insomnia, the more I like it. This happened during the show, and it's yep. happening now. Mm-hmm. Um, I do, th- I do agree with Greg that eventually we're gonna have to, we're gonna run up against that question of like, is Talk to Her? Can we really make it the movie of the year? You know, and there's a lot of movies that could surpass it, but it's not insomnia. Yeah,
0: yeah. I, I loved Insomnia, but I feel like. I wanted to move it towards insomnia because this is, is going away and it's clear from how we talked about these two movies. Sometimes
1: when they line up and they kind of line mm-hmm. up against a movie that performs in the same wheelhouse, but does it better. Like, that's a, this is what happened last round, too. It's like, okay, so you've got these two action movies against each other. Well, it kind of exposes Born Identity. This right. movie, like, mm-hmm. it's kind of exposed by Talk to Her. But the problem is we're going to hit, you know, the later rounds where the popularity of something else Probably wins, and that's the that's yeah. the problem. If Spy this
2: hap- Kids
0: Two: The Island of Dreams. Sure, dude. Coming Shark Boy, Lava Girl. You
1: know, it could be.
2: If this happens uh, where it's an American movie versus a foreign movie, then the American movie just fucked. Like, because we're such smart, sophisticated people, we're yeah, gonna be dude. like, "Well, oh, okay, come on, why would we pick the American movie that's for stupid idiots?"
0: Well, Insomnia is half foreign. Is it? He's British.
2: Is he? Is he British, Nolan? or do we just yeah. assume he is?
0: No, he is.
1: Christopher Nolan and Madonna. Alaska is like hardly America,
0: right? That's true. That's, 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 that's the like, Russia of America. Yeah, so. Well, talk to her moves on, and we are going to take the quickest of breaks. And when we come back, you know what? Let's give out some awards. Hola, filterinos. I just wanted to interrupt real briefly and say thank you for listening. Thank you for your support. If you want to support us a little more directly, you can go to patreon.com slash filter. There, depending on what tier you pick, $1 a month, $5 a month, if you're crazy, anything more than $5 a month, don't do that. You can get extra content. There's extra shows, extra series, uh, behind-the-scenes stuff. Uh, You can pay for Ryan to draw you a picture. Uh, I can write you a poem. You can get the shirts off our very own backs. All of that and so much more over at patreon.com slash yourpopfilter. While you're on the internet, you should check out Shady Monk. He does all the tunes you've been listening to. He's on Bandcamp, he's on Spotify, uh, SoundCloud, wherever kids get their music these days that I'm too old to know. Shady Monk lives there. Uh, You can probably follow him on Twitter and Instagram as well. That's Shady Monk, wherever you get music. Check him out. We are back and handing out the first award for the evening. And as much... As we talk smack on the Academy Awards, we are beholden to them. And so, the first award we also give out for the night is Best Supporting Actress.
2: I mean, we're beholden to the Academy Awards, but we're also beholden to women because of our respect for them, and they should go first.
0: Yeah, let's pander because we respect them so much.
2: (laughs) But we're also pandering to the Oscars as well. Like, if you pander so much to so many people that, like, no one can even tell.
0: Well, stop making fun of you if you just let us be on the panel. I assume it's just a panel of eight folks who vote for these movies, and (laughs) half of them don't watch the movies.
2: This character, Mike, say that again, the first thing you said.
0: That we want to be on the panel so much?
2: But in that voice? I want to
0: be on the panel so
2: much! I I think we have a new character here. (laughs) I can't not
0: lift my shoulders up when I do that.
2: Such a thing as a pick-me Mike. Now we have him.
0: (laughs) So, Ryan, please, if you would, let us know about the nominees for Best Supporting Actress. Well, Mike, before I do that,
2: I, of course, have to let you know who was not nominated. First of all, the Oscars nominated two people we did not. One is Queen Latifah.
0: Wow. Okay. Yeah. We did not.
2: Did not nominate her. Uh, and Meryl Streep. And the reason that is because we moved her to Best Actress. There yeah. Because wasn't ah. enough.
1: What? I mean, what was she supporting? The entire fucking movie through her amazing performance?
2: <laughs> um greg also not nominated was mary lynn rice cup from punch drunk love
1: from punch drunk oh is that the that's the sister the sister the like really the one that he interacts with the most at being a, a miserable annoying person she did a great job i think sometimes though that hurts you when you try to like get the awards you're talking about she played
2: a miserable, annoying person, right?
1: Yeah, but I think she found so much truth in it that I was like, hmm, wow this this person's unpleasant. Rumor has it she's delightful. Yeah, well, she should
0: tell her face.
2: I saw, I saw her do stand-up one time, and I, I didn't like it.
0: No, there no. you go. Uh, you uh, know who- I was with you that night, Ryan, and we turned to each other and went, she must be really cool to get all these comedians to have her on this show. Uh-huh.
2: Also, uh, rice cup. It's like tapioca. Yeah. Punch I rock love loves about rice. pudding. Did okay. I say this
0: in the
1: show? No, it and a, a shame. Notice. I can edit it in, back in though, if you want.
2: That'd be too. great because I probably would get some points for that shit. Yeah, I yeah. think so. Uh, if Disney
0: can re-edit things from the seventies; we can do it
2: too. Also, not nominated. Uh, there is a Rosario not uh, nominated for this award, but not the one I thought it would be, which is Dawson. Oh wow! How was Rosario Dawson not nominated?
1: I'm very. Movies. I'm very surprised, but yeah, I'm just gonna say there's probably a lot of good movies, a lot of good performances.
2: Mike, your first nominee is the Oscar yeah. winner. Catherine Zeta-Jones from Chicago.
0: Oh, I, I got confused for a second and I thought you're like your first nominee also won. And I was just gonna, I was like, no, oh, well, you again, did that we're poorly. different than the Oscars, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> uh, she like just a tour de force of of thirst. Like when she had the power, how shitty she was, and how thirsty she was when she was no longer in a position of power, and what happened to Czj? I wish she kept acting, and I, I'm waiting for uh, uh, Zeta-Jones' assance. She
1: must be in something. She must be in some Apple
2: Plus TV program that we've never heard of. It's Netflix, guys. She plays Morticia Adams.
0: Oh, of course. She's really good in that. You know what? She's fine.
2: But hey, Mike, do you want to blame the CZJ for um, time going by and her not looking like that anymore and then not having a job anymore? Or do you want to blame society in Hollywood?
0: I don't know how to blame time because it is a figment. Fuck so I'm gonna time. blame society. Figment of our <laughs> imaginations.
2: Uh, Greg, the next nominee is someone who you just fucking talked about. It's Hillary Swank from Insomnia.
1: Hillary Swank, yeah. Um, we get the the nice thing about this performance is we get to see her change a lot um, from like fresh face, like oh boy, a hero cop, it's gonna come teach me the ropes to um, you know stay here while the police come to arrest you, one time hero cop, and she does a really good job of like. We're slowly watching her realize how bad this is all breaking, like how how awful this guy is and how compromised he is. And it takes her a long time to get there. And there's a lot of subtle steps on the way.
2: I think that it's super helpful, though, because it takes us a while to start hating the Hollywood actor who's playing a cop. The oh, lead yeah. of the role, You know, like we need coaxing or otherwise we just won't do it. We'll just we'll hold on to that. Like, no. I will root for him forever.
1: We think we're going to yeah. get a lot of him being in the out, uh, you know, the boonies, and it's going to be funny. And but the, the, you know, the, the the sun never goes down, and it's good. But and then we like we're not ready, I think, him. for the microscope to be trained on him, right?
0: And he wasn't ready for it either, folks. Hoo ha, Mike. Mike. Hoo ha, indeed. Your next nominee
2: is Kathleen McDermott. You want more information?
0: In no eat a dick in <laughs> Morven Collar. In Morven Collar, good job. <laughs> she, I, context clues. That's an Irish-ass <laughs> name, if I've ever heard one. Two, I think it, it would be so easy to be a party girl and play it forgettably, but she, she really owns the role and gives um, Morven Collar, I forgot the actress's name, Sarah.
2: Samantha Morton.
0: Samantha Morton, something to bounce off of in a way. Like She, she really is a, a very giving actor and scene partner.
1: Yeah, and we get to see her, um, like she's hiding something for the be- through the beginning of right. the movie, and that be- adds a very interesting dynamic to their relationship. Her like sort of hiding that
2: fact. She also Jim Halpert's a little bit. Like <laughs> she never looks directly in the camera, but she'll look to other people when Morvern's Morverning. Yeah, be like oh okay. get a load of this lady (laughs) look at her uh greg your next nominee is the other rosario it's rosario flores from talk to her she is the matador
1: oh the bullfighter yeah um so much like strength and fragility in the the same role um we see her fight a bull and flee from a snake and fall into a man's arms and deny the love of another
2: um i mean just like Setting up tableaus, right? Like, yeah. hey, any artist, paint this, paint this, paint this. Yeah,
1: and it, it's her uh, dynamism that, um, like, when juxtaposed against the like the coma that she finds herself in. If we didn't have the first part of like how complicated a person she clearly was before that happened, it wouldn't quite be the discomforting tragedy that her right comatose you feel state the is. vacuum yeah totally that
0: she leaves and yeah I, I think you can see why the guy who's kind of just a schmuck falls in love with her especially when he had a brief like furious romance up top right and then didn't have to deal with like the real nitty-gritty we get to know each other get in fights now so he falls in love with the idea I mean, he sees
1: her on TV and that's where he gets the idea to like interview her until like that's kind of the version of her he falls in love with is like the only can be seen and can't be interacted with. And it's
2: never taken away from him. You know, like the musical artist who kills themselves at a young age just so they never so people don't get to know them ever. Yeah. Like that. And you're right, Mike. It is imperative to the entire movie that we get it when he falls in love with her. You know, like it's weird. It's creepy, but we have to get it.
0: That's also the sideways in of how that movie fucks with you is we get it when he falls in love with her. And so we're like, well, he is the good one then when yeah. he, compared to the nurse. And then the movie's just like, oh, you've fallen into my trap, you suckers.
2: Uh, Greg, your final nominee is the aforementioned Samantha Morton, but not from Warburg Caller from Minority Report. She could do it, guys. She might do this.
1: Uh, at first, you're like, OK, what? She's just going to chill in milk. That's not hard. I could do that. Um, you do do that fact.
0: i physically i could not i would die but when the movie
1: removes her from the milk uh and puts (laughs) her into the non-dairy world we get to really see like um the sort of like she does a good job of bringing forth the pain it it would be to see the future or a future or to know what people think um that it's like so it's an affliction it's not really a gift and that she gets exploited for that affliction um and so she brings in that like she's got a power but it makes her uh, like actually weaker and she embodies that very effectively
2: i read something about steven spielberg this week about how minority report is a almost great movie that he had to ruin by showing them on that farm at the end yeah that Mm -hmm. is
1: bad that's a weak ending
2: yeah I don't know. Spielberg. It's he just can't not. You know, like he just yeah. has to be like, no, let's all go to heaven.
1: You know what's a? You, you know what would be a good ending? That remember how Children of Men ends, where they're trying to get the the pregnant lady like to this group of people, and the group of people show up, and then that's just the end of the movie, and you're yeah. like, wow, I hope that was them, and I hope they were okay, <laughs> yeah. and I hope they managed to help her. It, I think that like sort of open endedness is so much better. And then you're or <laughs> while Brazil? the
2: while the credits go, you're making yes. up Children of Men. Post-credit scene. Yeah. (laughs) They better be. We find out,
0: right? Oh, wow. So, uh, they just drive. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, you can't trust Wikipedia. Anybody can edit that thing.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Your nominees are Catherine Zeta Jones from Chicago, Hilary Swank from Insomnia, Kathleen McDermott from Morvern Caller, Rosario Flores from Talk to Her, and Samantha Morton from Minority Report. And the winner is.
0: Crinkle, crinkle, crinkle.
2: Tear. Kathleen McDermott from Morvern Collar, the person who has been in one movie, and that movie is Morvern collar.
1: Wow <laughs> well, because I mean, like we see him. Uh, the movie could not exist without her uh and without her performance and her sort of like playing off of the the character of Morvern Collar, so I think it's well deserved
0: yeah, it's a great two hander, just one hand is a little smaller, and I think sometimes like their
2: hands are small, she knows, but they are hers and not your own. There's something about it be
1: it being her one performance that is, is mm. kind of magical in a way.
2: Yeah, I mean, usually, like when you watch, um, I don't know, let's say Tim Robinson TV shows, you're like, oh, this person's ever acted before, and I can see it. Yeah. And it's it's like where the awkwardness of the comedy is coming in. She is a natural, she's got a natural something, you know? And yeah. I'm not saying that she should have or could have had a full career, but this one...
1: Congrats.
0: Congrats. congrats. And congrats. And also I, I'm putting it out there. I and we don't know how any of this stuff turns out, and I don't know how much Morvin Collar did get nominated for, but I, I think uh, this is portentous.
2: Oh yeah. I okay, can see so. it.
0: I remember how we talked about that movie.
2: <laughs> and it was recent.
0: And it was recent. We are gonna take the quickest of breaks, and when we come back, round one of battle three. Taste Buds, it is time for our next
2: battle. We're just kicking out movies left and right here. We don't even care. Willy nilly over here. Hey, filmmakers that spent all this time making this movie, fuck you, man. Get the fuck out of here.
0: Well, we did a whole show, Some often longer than the movie itself. Oh, yeah. So I mean, You think
2: it's bad to be kicked out of the bracket? Imagine being a movie from 2002 that didn't even get its own episode.
1: Ooh, <laughs> or, the, or your episode is only of... like an hour and 35 <laughs> minutes long. Man. Ouch. Stinko. Yeah.
0: I think the guy who directed Die Another Day is really hurt that he didn't make it on here. Martin <laughs> Campbell? Damn.
2: That's that's pretty
0: good. That, that's that that was that was quick. You know, <laughs> yeah. I know it doesn't mean anything. Yeah. Come on.
2: I don't know if that's true. That's the guy who directed GoldenEye. Let's assume he directed that one too. He
0: just did them all. Or they brought him back. They're like, we need that special flavor. We need another bad one. Okay,
1: cool.
2: (laughs) Oh, is this the even one? Yeah.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Hold on. We're going to do a good one now, so we're going to find somebody else for that. But then we'll go right back to the bad ones, and you're our guy.
0: This, as uh, is the theme of the night, how interesting it is that these are two against each other. We have Morven Collar up against, mentioned for the first time tonight, Battle Royale. Oh, my gosh.
2: These Lee Tamahori directed *Die Another Day*. Come on, Ryan! Uh, my Be apologies complimented the entire family. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he <that's> even <laughs>
1: brought the points out for
0: it.
2: Good gravy! Not only did he bring the points out, but he hit it immediately instead of squinting at the uh, drop. Yeah, for 10 minutes. You.
0: it was all. It was so good, I didn't even have to think it. By we talk brain. a
1: lot about behind-the-scenes stuff, but actively going out and pursuing your own—I was wrong about that. Is that's the most. Like us, thing you could yeah. possibly do. Oh, by the way, that thing you praised me for—it turns out I was wrong. I'm bad. Uh,
0: nobody else is. We could just a normal person let this slide. Yeah, <laughs> think about it ever again. It'll nope. sit with me if I don't look it up right now. I wake up at three a.m. and be like, "Fuck, I lied to them." Oh and yeah, like, so I'm proud proud gonna put up with all
2: the pay pig emails talking about <laughs> Lee Tamahori. Uh, Mike, this fucking sucks. I would say that for the first time tonight, this fucking sucks.
1: Yeah, because again, like they would have a chance against certain other movies, mm-hmm. but the fact that. Well, I have to say this. Battle Royal is a foreign film, but was like... I feel like if you say to people Battle Royal, they're like
0: they Battle Royale. They're
1: like, oh, wow, yeah, that movie. If you say Morven Collar to people, they're like, I don't even know what the fuck do you, you just do said. Do you have something
0: me. stuck in your throat? Was that, that a
1: true? sentence? Like, are you accusing me of something?
2: What I like to do when somebody says something that I don't understand, you say tight.
1: <laughs> very good. Very, very good. Um, at In terms of just experiences extremely different morven collar <laughs> using like the power that comes with slow storytelling the effect of a movie that contains one dead body but no actual deaths versus battle royal which is like frenetic from the jump and characters die so quick that you're like wait that did that guy just right. Oh, i guess so
2: what if instead of battle royale uh inspiring all of the video games that children play today morven collar did
0: uh, I, lo- I would love to see a slow cinema take on video games. It would be like a point and click adventure. You
1: have to figure out what to do with this body. You have to like equip bone saw. All right, the is secret of Morvern Island.
2: Glasses.
0: Is tape it Walkman what, to midsection. Uh, Disco Elysium is like you just wake honestly, up and you're not sure what happened.
1: There's like yeah, dude. There's a lot, a lot of a lot of similarities there, right? You just have like a situation that you kind of caused, and now you have to deal with. And like honestly, the things you're doing aren't progressing. Towards nope. like a solution. So much is making the situation just a little worse. Or a little different. Or just, just a different. lateral move. Differently, differently bad. I have to say, one thing I'm a little concerned about is I just saw Morven Collar Changed my life. Uh, I saw Battle Royale. Also changed my life. But like, that was maybe a calendar year ago.
2: And it changed your life until you saw Morven Collar, which didn't change your life in a Again, different way. Now so, yeah, I'm like,
0: down in my Morven Collar phase. Now
2: I'm going this way.
0: I don't the, just want death and destruction.
2: The
1: something I would I missed about Battle Royale is Royale is that it was one of these movies that did a good job of both taking itself seriously and then not taking itself yes. seriously. And that sort of like tonal shift throughout it I found very compelling. Like it kept me engaged. Sometimes it was like as two children <laughs> fell off a cliff. And then other times it was like society's turning us into murderers. This is so true. And both of those things are like equally valid moments of the the experience of watching the movie.
2: Right now, the thing that I'm struggling with is that Battle Royale seems more like it's for children. And we are, again, very sophisticated, and so we want to make the more sophisticated pick. But right now I'm thinking that Battle Royale is, while being more accessible, which in this Mm -hmm. case is a bad term, more revolutionary and more of something that I had never seen before. And this is, it's totally possible that I had just not seen enough Asian cinema to. Right. Like, there might be a million movies like this and I just didn't know. Whereas, Morvan Collar, when we compared these specific two movies and now they're, like, we talked about the battles highlight uh, the two movies. Mm-hmm. I- I've seen Morvan Collar a bunch. You know, especially yeah. like. Even though,
0: even though it was great, you've seen these moves.
2: Yeah. And there's a ton of things that, like, I would say I hadn't seen before, but the overall, you know, I was a, a '90s indie movie kid. Yeah, that's the thing.
1: Yeah, like um, we've seen Train Spotting.
2: You know, we we've seen we've
1: seen the movies of the the um, Scotland scene. Battle Royal also, like, I feel its presence in modern entertainment in so many mm-hmm. different forms. Um, it gave us uh, Hunger Games, which. Is now maybe a little hard to remember, but like if you dial the clock back to like twenty thirteen or something,
2: it was like huge.
0: It was everything. again like, like Harry Potter off its pedestal. For yeah, 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 totally.
2: The thing that's so different now is that you know it's so hard to make any money in the theaters. Whereas five, six, ten years ago, oh, there's new Hunger Games, three hundred million dollars. No, fun. Yeah, well, easy. I mean, we don't want to, but we'll go see it. We'll get it back.
1: Morven Collar, I I guess I don't feel as much like I have seen it before as you guys did but i i wasn't i don't think it was as transformative an experience
2: uh, the other thing and too is, is that i want to make it
0: clear when it's when we say have seen it before at least when i do i don't want to speak for ryan it, it's not like arms crossed like i've seen this it's that yeah. there are only so many moves a movie could make or a story could make and in this one it just it hit all those notes very very well but eh, i like those notes i've seen them
2: Right. And the reason I keep watching movies like Morvan Collar is because I like the notes. And again, like right. I said, there are those new things, you know, like there's so many tricks or that that feels like derogatory. But there's so many decisions made in Morvan Collar that is like, well, OK, damn, Lynn, like that was unexpected or that was definitely what nobody else would have done. You know, like mm-hmm. y- you are an auteur, but Battle Royale is a whole thing. What is weird? I don't know if this should count as like a knock for or against, but. Both movies had the same amount of syllables, but like Battle Royale that doesn't work as well as Morvern yeah. Collar.
0: Yeah. Because then you I think you gotta get into like the science of audiophonics and how mm. things should sound and
2: you gotta put beakers into puppets or whatever you said. I think the beakers thing about
0: puppets, puppets up beakers, but
1: Morvern Collar that I, I think gives it an edge for me potentially is as much as Battle Royale has had more of an impression on like pop culture, I think the state of play in our society in a way is embodied better in Morven Collar because Morven Collar is at its core about what happens to a society that won't accept reality that instead of changing reality or getting so fired up about reality that you, that you want to do something different. It's what happens when we just accept and then try to escape the reality, whether it be through drugs, partying, sex, up our boyfriend and hiding him in the, the highlands. Um, but like just not confronting the fact that the world is broken and kind of not getting better. Um, and I think like 20 years later, we are still we like as a society, we have a whole group of people who would rather believe in pretend conspiracies then deal with the fact that the, that life has become very, very hard to accept. And so we have a whole society that has turned away from reality in the way that Morven Collar talks about.
2: The best scene of the second season of White Lotus is when the two main couples are at a table and Aubrey Plaza is like, wait, you guys don't read the news? And I was like, wait, yeah, they don't read the news? And then the other couple was like, no, why would you? And I was like, "Wait, why would you?" Yeah. <laughs> just, just knowing about arguments. it and
1: not doing any, like, just just being aware that bad things are happening, but not right. actively doing anything, does that, is do that anything. a that state? Yeah. Does that, you? Does yeah. You, does that nope,
0: make you like yourself just, more, bro? The first thing I do when I wake up, yeah, yeah. will we'll bum see. me out the rest of the day. My <laughs> brain's not even on. Uh, <laughs> not to discount, I think I think that was a great argument, Greg, uh, and I see what you're saying about more of a collar. But I also think you could look at Battle Royale and say. Not just pop culture wise, but it's saying some stuff about society where like what society just uh, sacrifices its school children in the name of something higher. Like, I don't know. For them, it's they're scared of the kids and the power they'll have for us. It's like, God damn it. I want that hot metal gun cock just all the time. So it's fine if first graders die. Um, I I think it was also very astute. It's just doing it in a schlockier, like B-movie way.
2: I don't know if this is always the case for me during these finales, but I really have this, like, typical internet boy in my head mm-hmm. for these conversations. And it's making me lean towards Marvin Caller because he would say, of course, it's Battle Royale, you know? Right. Like, and that sucks. That's not a good way to, like, judge movies. But, like, God, th- sometimes the fandom sort of kills things for me.
1: Yeah, you know, it, in a weird way, I think they're both portraying a culture that is so lethal to young people but just kind of in different in in different ways but i mean it's such a bleak outlook of like we don't know what to do with these young people so let's like find some lethal thing for them to do
2: and the thing is too is like oh they'll be fine because we were fine but bitch you aren't fine and have never been fine so like i don't know why you're thinking about this next generation
1: also like we totally live in a time obsessed with like two generations of people ago you know and so Mm -hmm. we are the forgotten people there's this huge mass of people moving through our society who are taking everything every phase along their their growth and everyone else is just kind of like forgotten like what is the future for the rest of us we don't know we're not sure silencio
2: silencio that's our future silencio
0: time to vote ryan fuck
2: veck Mike, I'm going Battle Royale.
1: Greg. Yeah, more than anything else, this is a gut thing for me and I'm going to say Morven Collar. I just I I was just so compelled by it and I, I I remain so.
2: Mike, do you want to call Taylor or Cassie and have them vote just so you don't have like the ultimate decision?
0: I would love the ultimate decision.
2: Oh, you want that. Okay, go like this. Oh,
0: you did it. Next up, we have 24-hour party people versus your 60th seed, which is that's that's low. <laughs> that's the lowest seed we got. Uh, wow. No, Morphin Collar was sixty-one. Ooh,
2: Breeze wow!
0: Collier. They were buddies. Those foreign, those UK buddies up there, versus your twelfth seed, Adaptation.
2: Now we were all hoping twenty-four hour party people versus twenty-fifth hour, right? Yeah, that's, that, yeah, that would have yeah, been battled. nice.
0: Oh, I would have freaked out, danced around the room, I jumped out of my definitely seat. Definitely
1: don't think I wanted twenty-four hour party people going up against Adaptation. <laughs> I'll say that much <laughs> that's because
0: a let's. I would say I don't. I don't want to presume let's talk about 24-hour party people for a while the coog let's talk about the coog uh, An underutilized
1: by american entertainment mm-hmm. i mean I, it's hard to call him underutilized because he's on tv
2: in england all day nonstop.
1: so it's like he's working over there but
2: plus the hit american movie 80 around the world in 80 days
1: all right don't forget about that hamlet I mean, too
2: hamlet too uh
1: but he is so talented and obviously himself so intelligent like The right. intelligence that he imbues in his characters comes from a very real place, and he gets to play so much in this movie, and I just think it it shines because of his performance and because of the way he's unleashed in it. I'm
2: sure we said this on the episode, but he deserves as much credit or blame as Ricky Gervais for creating American comedy today.
0: Yeah. He just wasn't as loud and annoying about it. He right. He just like, kept doing it. Which is the fun. Coog, but yeah, you, you definitely see the thread from Coogan to like Will Ferrell. Mm-hmm. Will I Ferrell's think di- American did. It falls.
1: It might like if we're looking at flaws, which is kind of what we are in these in these debates. Well,
2: yeah, I mean we have to back up our clear answer of adaptations. So. Yeah,
1: I, I think where <laughs> it might fall apart a little bit is as like a movie, as a full experience, as a story. I it like it's a. I think that's kind of where it falls down. I loved every scene, and sometimes mm-hmm. I like forgot what the overarching narrative of it was. Cause it very much seemed like, I guess in this way, it's real. A life doesn't have a narrative. And so it doesn't always have very like neat stories, but this movie is just like, you get to the end and then you're like, Oh, okay, that's it. They're done.
2: And we-
0: they, the, the problem is they are trying to tell one, even if they're like biopics, you don't have to have a neat story. But then they chose to say this part of this guy's life of the rise and fall of his record label. So yeah, you they po- impose be- that on it in a way. Yeah.
2: It is a film for sure, but I still think it suffers from that uh, thing that everybody says about sketch shows, sketch shows, which is, I mean, you're not gonna have a, you're not gonna bat a thousand, right? right. Yes. And so you, I, you do feel that, especially there is a point in the movie. I want to say it's pigeon killing, but it might be a different point in the movie where you're like, man, I've been on this train for a while, you know? Yeah. And so then the the better scenes have to work harder in order to get you back in.
0: Yes, I found the Happy Mondays to be so musically awful and kind of annoying to watch that it bummed me out. Yeah, that that was so much. They were one
1: example of like, so much of the movie is like, hey, these people you think are geniuses, they're just like average schmoes. Well, like, musically, they never seem like geniuses. Right. So it's like, yeah, no, dude, I think they're just like that. Yeah. I, could...
2: <laughs> I wonder if there was some uh, Brit going on here where we were supposed to know more about. The movie was hoping that we knew more about them. Yes. Because right. they are very, very big. They're at the same level maybe in England that Joy Division is. But I had to, like, start from scratch with this band, and I didn't want to.
1: Yeah. yeah and so when your entry point is seeing the characters, and then you're not already won over by the music, it's just not going to
2: be the same effect. Also, the band name was Sad Mondays. That would make sense, or Happy Lasagna. But what their band name was did not make sense.
0: It's ironic, Ryan. Oh shit! I always get this wrong.
1: And the other way in which I think that the the movie was maybe potentially a little bit of a failure was it seemed like it did postmodernism because it expected that it had to,
0: uh-huh.
2: and
1: then it didn't have much to add to that project. Like, really, yeah. we were
2: talking about that uh, Grand Turismo trailer. Yes. And like the reason that you guys are making this movie in this way where Gran Turismo the game is part of the movie is cuz you're out of ideas. Yeah. You know, like this is just all we have left. And so I think that they were t- I mean, I I'd really like the movie. This sounds shitty, but again, right. I have to make a decision. They were too nervous to um go full bore and not place their tongue in their cheek, you know? Like they, they were too nervous to be too earnest. And so like well then we have to do it this way.
0: Right. Yeah, any time Coogan looked at the camera and said some smarmy shit. Love the Coogs, but it, it did feel like that. Like, well, how lame would it be to just show characters being real people right here, right? Right. Yeah. Voting time, and I don't know how this is going to go. Greg.
1: What are my choices again,
2: Mike?
0: 24-hour. Uh, yes, adaptation. I'm going to go with adaptation. What? Ryan.
2: Yeah, I mean, we want to talk about the uh, incel comic geek in my head. Um, It's making me a little bit nervous about this movie's future on these episodes. But adaptation to me is just—it's long been a favorite movie.
0: Yeah, it's uh, a—it's what the kids call a good one. We're (laughs) going to—they are
2: always saying that.
0: The quick as it breaks, and then come back for another award. Well,
1: that is very very funny. Or very sad and perhaps now you have something to think about or very problematic and perhaps we have something to think about but in any event i'm sure you have some reaction to what you're listening to so why not check us out on the social media you can go to instagram or twitter and find us at your pop filter email contacts at your pop filter hey everybody keep watching them movies
0: but we only have time for one more thing before we end part one of this three-part finale and that is Best
2: Supporting Actor. Ryan, take it away. Uh, Mike, not nominated. Willem Dafoe from the movie Spider-Man.
0: Wow.
1: Wow. I always thought of myself as something of a nominee. (laughs) (laughs) That was so loud.
2: I'm going to uh, give you guys a little teensy hint about the awards tonight. Uh, Most of the ones who were not nominated are because Mike... Voted them very high, and nobody else did so <laughs> Mike, you're gonna have to answer for a lot of these,
0: and I did i I voted very high he's he's one of our greatest living actors, and he can do trash in such a heightened level, and I think that's what one of the many things that elevates Spider-Man
2: what uh, somebody who we did not nominate but the Oscars did was John C. Riley, and if we had of instead of somebody else on this list. Um, we would have had five gentlemen who appeared twice this year.
1: Wow. wow. Dang. Now that's supportive. Yes. If you could b- be supporting is- two different movies. And like, um, I'm just here. I'm just
0: here for the project, guys.
2: Can you just imagine them running from soundstage to soundstage trying oh, to get man. all this done? Like balancing so two so families. <laughs> Greg, you have to stop that, by the way. Well, I'm good at it. Greg... The first nominee is Andy Circus, not from 24-Hour Party People, but from The Lord of the Rings, The Two Towers.
1: Man, everybody loves Gollum. Uh, we, what's so good about this performance is Gollum is like the worst, uh, absolutely the worst. But he's like one of the most notable parts of the film. And it's because Circus does such a good job of delivering this performance. But... Unfortunately, what what might keep him from winning the award is the entire time. Your skin is just absolutely crawling. You just don't want to see this little guy anymore. <laughs> I, like, so well, you're like I, Samwise. Yeah, basically. Yeah. You're calling him Stinker, and you're hoping he gets lost.
0: What really elevates, I mean, the, his whole role is great. He's the best part of the movie. But is the scene of Gollum v. Schmeagel. Yeah. It would be so easy to clump out, and he just doesn't. He, yeah. he puts real in this in this cartoon from two thousand and two. He he puts real like humanity in it, and that moment where he like he defeats
1: the bad part of himself, which lasts for like half of one scene. Yeah, but that moment of real triumph where he like does it the oh, Smeagol part of him goes away or whatever the Gollum part of him goes away like it's so
2: wonderful i had to go against what Mike said but when he defeats him he says Hercules Hercules
0: <laughs> that's true well, what do you say when you win at something Ryan <laughs>
2: no it's what I say because of Gollum from the movie of the two towers Gollum. the two towers right yeah, the two towers. The two I don't towers. know.
0: A lot of people were saying on that show the twin towers. So that's, I think it's <laughs> a, a lot of people thing. were
2: an extended
1: joke. The twin towers.
2: It was a perfect Zoom call. I've heard a lot of people were saying it. it was a perfect Zoom call.
0: That's what Osama said afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> Can't you take a joke?
2: You uh, took Jackass to a whole new level. Sorry, next, Ryan. Keep going. Can I really? Your next movie oh, is, wow. or your next nominee is Brian Cox. From what movie is he nominated?
1: I'm guessing that Brian Cox is nominated for 25th
2: hour. It man. is 25th hour and not the born identity.
1: Yeah, uh a lot more to like do in 25th hour like uh hey, I was your drunk dad that totally fucked you up and now I'm your sober dad. That's kind of annoying but like also might be the only like one of the only good pure supportive people in your life.
2: God, such a all-time moment is when Brian Cox is like, man, I really shouldn't have drank that much and Edward Norton clearly has this response of, like, I can't fucking do this for the 1,000th consecutive right, yeah. dinner.
1: Yeah, like, this is almost as bad as all the drunken abuse. It's <laughs> yeah. like having to listen yes. to you all the time be like, well, maybe it was me because I drank too. Yeah, it was, dude, so, but, like, <laughs> the- can we not talk about it again? But, but now, now i are your fucking pity old party Dad.
0: stuff.
2: Uh, Mike, the next nominee is Chris Cooper the from Coops. what movie?
0: I'm going to say this is adaptation.
2: And not The Born Identity, correct.
0: And that look, we all liked the born identity. We did. But is there a lot for actors to chew on there? Uh his his arrogant fool, like how much does he know, how self aware is he in LaRoche is so good. And it's uh, like uh, a Coogan, shame.
2: Like a Florida Coogan. I, a Florida <laughs>
0: Coogan, as the the kids say. And I think Chris Cooper probably has the exact career he wants. But it's one of those roles that you're like, it's a shame he didn't, like, blow up. Like, he didn't just own Hollywood. But he is, he can do anything, man. You know
2: what? He put those teeth back in.
1: He popped yeah, in. That's, no, that was the magic. Gotta leave him out. But, yeah, the, the role asks of him to do a lot because it's kind of, like, different versions of the same character depending mm-hmm. on, like, what part of the story it's in. And he delivers on each of them, including he does a lot of really good acting while naked, mm-hmm. which can be hard to do.
2: And uh, prove to me that I'm not the only one with my tiny innie butt that goes inside my body. No wh- ass.
1: Why are white guys' butts so small? I, it's a, it's a thing, dude. Because like, it's very tiny. That's too tiny. Like, uh, yeah. there's supposed to tiny. be something back there. I have, it, It's why we all have back problems. I think. Yeah, dude. We gotta be doing. We gotta be rocking the squats. Squat, Do you know how many times guys?
2: I have. Put my thumb in my mouth and just blown just to see if I could pop my ass cheeks out. <laughs> but it doesn't work. It doesn't work. It just work. pops your hemorrhoids. No. Where is science when you need it? Mike, the next nominee. What movie is Christopher Walken from? He was only in one of the movies so far this year.
0: Oh. I was like trying to rack my brain. I was like, well, clearly it's not catch me. It's catch me if you can. He was so good in it. Dude, he and should win. The softer gender Walken. <laughs> I don't remember is, how I voted, but he should win. It, it, it's such a underused. Uh, Tone he has Like he's uh, He's so often scary And I I love a gentle walk-in And How pathetic (laughs) And Out of touch With reality He is in it While still like You still like You see why his kid Loves him so much
2: When you're doing A gentle walk-in Is it top hat And spinning cane
0: Oh Of course Sometimes two spinning canes
2: Uh, Just so you you, uh, The audience knows How my brain works I woke up the morning After the Catch Me If You Can Show And thought Simultaneously You talk too much About walking you did not talk enough about walking. Both of those guys.
1: Yeah, I do I do think Frodinger's his performance walking. is what you sort of, like, leave the movie thinking about. You know, like the, like, he's the eternal optimist, but it's like, he's like the happy, or he's like the sad clown or something, like, yes. right under that very thin veneer of, like, oh, everything's so great. It's like, you can see that he's just absolutely breaking down on the inside. And the, like... His son is the best and worst thing that he's ever done, and to watch him sit in like the full knowledge of that, I it I know that he's got a lot of like marquee performances, but I was very blown away by this one. I thought like this might be like one of the best ones I've seen him in.
2: Does he have more marquee performances than the lead singer of uh, the rap group that sang "Good Vibrations"? <laughs> <laughs> That's so many words. Yeah,
1: dude. <laughs> what
0: what a fast six-level runway that you built for us, and I loved it. I loved it every chefs. second
1: of it. <laughs> There's a part where you just went, uh. <laughs> 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 Hold on, I'm building something here. Do, we, do
2: we have another nominee? The Funky Bunch. That's what I there want. There you the, go, f- buddy. The, the Funky operations. Bunch. Uh <laughs> Yes, and beal, finally, beal Greg, it. what movie is Philip Seymour Hoffman nominated for?
1: Oh, it's gotta be Punch Drunk Love.
2: It's not Twenty Fifth Hour. It's Punch yeah. Drunk Love.
1: Twenty uh, Fifth Hour, I think he's doing what he's supposed to be doing in that movie. Uh, but as an actor, I, I think that he just is like, there's not enough here for me to do. Uh, whereas Punch <laughs> Drunk Love, I'm gonna yell. I'm gonna wave my arms. I'm gonna wear a chain, and I'm gonna like not do the top button of my shirt. Uh, I'm gonna work in a in a in a um a furniture
2: store and yell at perverts and he
1: like he seems to be having a great time
2: is there like after the incredible sadness of his death and his family like that's that's who we're thinking about at a time where he dies then there's a second ring of like people like pta being like fuck yeah dude he was he was the best part of every movie i made yeah and
0: he's pta is the guy who i feel like opened him up because he played a lot of uh, Magnolias-type roles, right? And then I feel like this was the open-up. was like, what about Angry Hoffman? Well, And I then mean, that was fully realized in The Master.
2: Scotty in Boogie Nights, right? And th- how much yeah. screen time did he have? I was just like, this guy who was in love with the lead singer of the group who was there. <laughs> <laughs> Good vibrations. Good vibrations. <laughs> uh, but then Magnolia, in a, a really unshowy part in Magnolia. Yeah. And then, yeah, like this was he was either going to be the star or a scene-stealer for every PTA movie for the rest of time. Yes. All right, gentlemen, your nominees... You see the origins of pig fuck in (laughs) this guy.
0: Pig fuck.
2: So much spittle. Your nominees are Andy Serkis from The Lord of the Rings, The Two Towers, Brian Cox from 25th Hour, Chris Cooper from Adaptation, Christopher Walken from Catch Me, if you can, Philip Seymour Hoppin from Punch Drug Love, and the winner is... It's Chris Cooper from Adaptation, gentlemen. We have gone with the Oscars here. Ooh, wow. not very courageous of us, but oh. I mean, an awesome,
1: awesome performance. And I agree with Mike. Like, it. I, I, I. We should get. We should have gotten more out of him.
2: Yeah. He was in that movie Breach die? with Ryan Felipe. After this. Ooh. No, he was in something recently. I'll look it up on the break. Wednesday. Yeah, he played Morticia. Everybody's
0: in Wednesday. If you can't think of what they were in, they were probably. He was Wednesday Wednesday in Wednesday. (laughs) Uh, That is uh, part one of a three-part 2002 finale. Because why not end the season the way that we did the whole season? A little too long. Next week, you will hear us do best sex, best violence, uh, best on-screen duo, and finish round one. Until then, keep watching.